Speak to you in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm going to start a little meta, so forgive me. Uh, talk a bit about the process that I use when I reflect and try to think of something to say that might be helpful to you people. And um, I, I, I've preached on these scriptures many times now. I'm getting a little long in the tooth. I've been doing this job a while. And, um, and I, I still believe that every time you come back to scripture, there's something new that is there for you if only you have the eyes to see it. So in, in trying to think of something to say to you, I'm always looking for some new thought of my own as I come back to these scriptures year after year after year. And so here we are, once again, reflecting on the virgin birth. Um, the fourth Sunday of Advent tends to be about Mary, tends to be about her experience, tends to be about her story. And, um, and I've preached on Mary a number of times, um, and, uh, some famously, some less so. Uh, and, uh, and for many, many years, I've been really inspired by the, the, the concept of how Mary's pregnancy can be seen as a metaphor for the spiritual journey. And as someone who had a very profound conversion experience as a young man, um, I saw lots of connections between what I experienced in my, my faith awakening and what I observed in my wife as we gave birth to our two children. And so there, there, are lots of, there was lots of sermon fodder there in terms of how is the spiritual life like a pregnancy? How are you giving birth to God in human experience in your own life? Um, now, having done that and having preached that sermon a number of times, in 2019, it feels a little awkward for a guy to be talking about the third trimester and what to expect. So, um, so this time, when I came to the scriptures, I actually saw Joseph for the first time. And Joseph has always been in the backdrop for me. I don't know what he's like for you, but, you know, there's the baby, and there's Mary, and then there's all that other stuff, you know? Shepherds, wise men, sheep, and, and angels. And then there's sort of Joseph being a good guy, supporting whatever it is that is going on right here, which I don't quite understand, but I'm, I'm there for you. Whatever you need, honey, I'm going to support you, Right? And so we have that reflection this morning of, of Joseph going, you're pregnant, but we're not even married yet, and I haven't been with you, and what's going on? And so you have, well, the Holy Spirit came. Okay, maybe, maybe we'll just call it off quietly. I've, nothing against you, Mary, but this is not going to be good. And the angel appears to Joseph and says, actually, it's a real thing, something real and holy is taking place here. And in fact, you, Joseph, are not just a bystander, you're part of it. So you get to give him the name, and I'm giving you the name. You are actually going to interpret this experience by naming it. Uh, so it's going to happen, but you're going to give the first interpretation by giving the name Jesus, which means God saves. And so the name of this child exposes or brings to light what God is doing in and through this child. And so that is Joseph's big job um, in the, today's story. And really, my, my one little new thought this year, which is all I'm going to give you this morning, 
is that having worked for so long with this image of Mary and Mary's pregnancy as an icon of the spiritual journey, and how I can relate to that because I have had profound experiences of the nearness of God and the awe and wonder of God's transcendence in my life, and I've had the experience of being called to priestly ministry, which feels like something had taken root inside me and had a life of its own and was painful and uncomfortable, but in, in the end produced something of God. Um, and then I've gone into ministry and I've been attempting to support others in their spiritual journey for all these years. And many people have told me, that's really nice for you, Chris, but I've never had any experience like that in my life. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of even back in the day because my experience of God nearness happened in the context of the charismatic movement where there was a really unfortunate dynamic that incurred in some places in the charismatic movement which drew, had a two-tier Christianity, that if you had the experiences, you were, you were a first-class Christian, and if you hadn't had the experiences, you were a second-class Christian. And um, because in, in my context, there was a lot of rainbow iconography in the movement in which I was involved, we talked about the rainbow curtain. Uh, where you're on one side or the other of the rainbow curtain and you just couldn't cross that divide. Um, and, and so, so in, with that experience in my history and with me really um, starting to appreciate in a, in, in a visceral way the participation of, of the people of God uh, in God's kingdom and God's work and God's activity and the work of the Holy Spirit despite not having any visceral experience that they would be comfortable saying that was an experience of God. Those are the Josephs. So in my spiritual life, I'm like a Mary. I, I, I had it happen on the inside. For some of us, it's like everybody else is having something that's going on, and we're, we're there for them. We're a part of it. We're, we're on board. We're with the program. But there's still kind of a mysterious element to it. So it's more like my experience as a husband of whatever it was that Andrea was going through for those nine months, um, which I, I will never, ever really understand because I haven't had the experience. So my job was to listen and watch and support and be a part of the process the way a dad is. You know, I didn't get to name the kid. We had a, we, you know, we're a modern family. We negotiated on the names. Um, but I brought something to parenting that dads bring, which is different than what moms bring. And so the analogy that I'm reaching towards is that for those Christians who say, I know other people around here are having these aesthetic or transcendent or spiritual experiences which I've never had, the good news is that Joseph is the icon in this sense for you. That, that there is a role for all of us, whether we're gripped by it on the inside or we are part of it alongside. Um, the alongsideness of the participation in the kingdom of God is just as valid as the insideness of the participation in the kingdom of God. So in, in our reflection on Joseph this morning, that's what I take away that there are many ways of relating to what God is doing in the, in the world. Sometimes it's inside us. Sometimes it's alongside us. Both places are part of what God is doing. Thanks be to God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.